back to another episode of Elevate Your Dream State. I am Sydney Jaws, your hostess with the mostess, and we are back. I took a little break last week. I just needed to. I have been so all over the place, so stressed, making myself anxious, quite literally making myself sick from being so stressed and anxious, but that's that's a whole other thing, you know? (laughs) So much to recap you guys on. I'm just going to keep it super simple. So the reason why I skipped last week's episode one for just my mental sanity, um, I don't want to try to keep up and therefore like rush content and not be proud of what I'm putting out. So I didn't want to do that. Don't want to do that to you guys. Um, but also I was out of town. I went on a little content slash fun little road trip with my friend Lexi. We went to Joshua Tree, spent a night in Joshua Tree in a beautiful Airbnb. Stay tuned for content on that. Um, it was stunning. And it was me, Lexi, and then our friend Kendra. They're both photographers. And so we just like did a whole content 48 hours basically. (laughs) So we stayed at that Airbnb for one night and just shot a ton of content. It was super fun, just like hanging with the girlies. We made dinner together, had like a very peaceful morning routine, like the next morning. It was, it was great. It was beautiful. And then Lexi and I headed out to LA, stayed the night in LA at my friend Riley's place. And then we drove up to Yosemite spent a couple nights in Yosemite, and then came back to LA, um, back to my friend Riley's, regrouped, and then headed back to Arizona. So it was a very jam-packed week. We were gone for, I think, like six days. So yeah, super jam-packed all over the place. I have just been exhausted um, and really crazy busy and, you know, trying to listen to my own advice that I have been giving you guys about like burnout and listening to your body and resting because I think we all need a reminder sometimes like I preach the stuff I need to listen to it myself from time to time I need to refresh regroup you know what I mean so The last few days, I've been trying to just reset, um, get a lot of sleep and rest because I have just been feeling so anxious from like just how busy I have felt. And now as I'm recording this, I'm just a few days away from leaving Arizona. I am driving back home to Illinois and I am just preparing myself for that tonight and tomorrow. And yeah, it's a lot. It's been really stressing me out because not only am I preparing to drive to Illinois, like a 25-hour drive from Arizona to Illinois, but also I need to pack my entire car because if you guys do not follow me on Instagram, um, you may not know that I am living out of my car this summer. I drive a RAV4 and I am making it my little home. So I am doing van life, but like in a RAV4 all summer. So I have not only been packing for just driving back home, but also packing and preparing for the entire summer because I am just going to start my road trip from Illinois. 
yeah, more details on that to come. Um, I'm going to do a whole episode dedicated to it as I'm on the road. And so this podcast will be continuing as I'm on the road, which is super fun and exciting. So with that little disclaimer, do expect the quality, like the audio quality to be just like a little different. Um, I'm not bringing all of my equipment in my car. That's expensive. Um, and I don't want to risk getting it stolen or anything like that. So I just have a little like microphone that I hook up to my phone. And so, yeah, that's what I'm going to be rolling with for the summer. Anyways. Yeah. So that is a very quick little update. Um, yeah, I've been all over the place and also Mercury is in retrograde. Mercury's in Gatorade as they say. (laughs) So Mercury is in retrograde. It started on the 10th and it will be in retrograde until June 3rd. And I just wanted to touch on that and really just refresh, remind you guys, I saw this really great post by this creator. Her Instagram handle is amylee.co. And so I'm just going to quote something from that because I think it's awesome because there's so much like fear mongering and shit that goes around Mercury retrograde, which is, you know, sometimes it's valid, but fear mongering is just like not healthy. Yeah. Mercury retrograde is like tough. It fucking sucker punches a lot of us in the gut but you know you got to keep those vibes up got to keep the vibes up find a silver lining find some gratitude (laughs) listen to my last episode um but yeah so just a reminder that mercury retrograde is not happening to you it is happening for you so mercury retrograde offers us a shift in thinking, perception, awareness, and individual expression. So try to remember that for these next few weeks as we are in Mercury retrograde. I'm not going to go super in-depth in it. If you want to learn more about Mercury retrograde, I'm going to link this creator in the show notes. And you know, do your own research, make sure it's credible, da-da-da, and beware of fear-mongering around this as well. But yes, without further ado, we are going to get into this week's episode. I haven't even touched on it. Oh my gosh. Um, We are talking about menstrual cycles and just hormones in general. If you're a guy listening to this, there is nothing sexier than a partner knowing about your cycle. Like so sexy, so hot. Like yes, if you are going to be involved in me and my woman my womanly energy, it's it's really cool if you take the time to educate yourself on what the fuck goes on with our bodies every freaking 28 days. It's nuts. Um, so yeah, this is a great episode for people with uteruses and people who don't have uteruses and want to learn more about hormone cycles and everything. So super jam-packed informational episode. I hope you guys enjoy and I hope you learn something and learn how to use your menstrual cycle to your benefit and have it benefit your life and your routines and not hate it so much, but learn to go with the flow of it. Pun intended there. Periods suck. That is the narrative that we've been taught forever. Either that or that you're a woman now, which also felt very like weird and disturbing being told that when you're literally like 11 years old or younger. And 
I, like a lot of girls and women and just people with a uterus, I hated my period growing up so much so that I was ecstatic when I started taking hormonal birth control and it took my period away for about six of the eight years that I was on hormonal birth control and saying that now only like concerns me. I'm like, why did I ever think that was like genuinely okay? And it's because the medical industry and society tells us that that's okay. That's why. And yeah, so it was kind of concerning to me to not be living in full control of my body and not living in alignment with the waves of my hormones because they are a beautiful thing. And so in this episode, we are talking about the hormone cycle for people who menstruate, how to live in alignment with it, and really how I found peace with my period. So first, just going to give you guys a little context um, and background on my birth control story. Also, this is all my personal experience. You know, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. I'm simply sharing my experience. Cool? Cool. So I went on birth control when I was 13, I believe. 12 or 13? 13. I think I was 13. Yeah. And because my periods were awful, they were up to nine days long, super heavy, painful, like painful, painful. I would be in the bathroom, in the fetal position, dry heaving from how painful my cramps were. My acne was awful. It was very cystic, hormonal acne. It was just straight up not a good time. So I practically begged my mom if I could be put on birth control because I started hearing about how other girls in my grade went on birth control for, you know, their acne or their period symptoms. And I was like, oh my God, there's something out there that could fix this. This is amazing. And so then finally my mom agreed and we went um, and I got put on birth control. But also with my birth control, I got put on like prescription antibiotics as well for my acne because it was so bad. And it did help. It worked. Like I said, my period completely went away from my birth control, which is very common um, according to, you know, whatever birth control brand that you go with. It's pretty common. And it was so nice. My acne cleared up. I barely had any breakouts. It was amazing. I will admit it was nice, but there were also, you know, side effects of it. I think it really, really deepened my depression that I was experiencing. You know, looking back now, obviously I was depressed for a multitude of reasons, but I also think that the birth control probably heightened that because that is a huge symptom of birth control is, you know, anxiety, depression, um, suicidal thoughts, things like that. And I, you know, was on birth control for about eight years. I only just got off of birth control this past July. And that is because I started bleeding for almost three weeks and that has never happened to me before. That never even happened to me before I went on birth control. I was bleeding consistently for like three weeks and it was very concerning to me. I was like, what the fuck is happening to my body? This has never happened before. And I was taking my birth control very on time. I was on the pill. Um, I was taking it very 
on time every single day. I was so good at it. You know, I've been taking it for eight years. It was a very solid routine. Yeah, it was just super strange. I was also experiencing like a lot of other symptoms. I was experiencing a lot of cramps again, which was like sort of common. I had my period back and it was very regular um, on my birth control. And so like the cramps weren't that alarming, but it was very consistent. I then also learned that I was living with an extremely bad UTI that turned into a kidney infection. Um, on top of that bleeding, for maybe like a month, I ended up in the hospital, actually, because the pain was so bad. And I thought it was something wrong with my uterus because I was bleeding and uh, I was experiencing all these cramps. I thought I maybe like had cysts or something, like a cyst that popped. I did end up getting a, um, what is it called? A ultrasound. Yeah, I did end up getting an ultrasound and they did see that I had some little like baby cysts on my uterus. Nothing to be like super concerned about. Um, The size of the cysts were like pretty common, but just like something important to note, but it wasn't the cause. Then after spending an entire day in the hospital, I learned that I just (laughs) literally had a cute little kidney infection. Love that. Fun. Because my UTI symptoms were like nothing like a normal UTI. They were dormant until the pain was like excruciating and then therefore I went to the hospital. But also, crazy thing, this is the very like woo-woo part of my story about me getting off birth control. I was already kind of feeling these pulls of thinking about getting off birth control. You know, my spiritual journey was already like kickstarted for a while. I was learning more and more and more about hormones and living in alignment with your hormones and you don't get that full experience when you're on birth control because you are taking synthetic hormones so you don't really know the true like cycle of your hormones when you're on synthetic hormones and so I was becoming a little bit more intrigued about that I was getting really frustrated not having full control of my body and what I was experiencing every single month and then During this almost three-week-long period, I went to a breathwork class, and in that breathwork class, one of the facilitators, um, Kim, she is an energy healer um, and just a healer in general, and we're sitting, and she is just like tuning into my energy, and she leans over and asks me, she's like, do you have baby fever? And I was like, Kim, don't you dare. I'm like, no, absolutely not. And she's like, there's a lot of energy coming from your uterus. And I was like, that's really funny that you say that. Actually, I've been bleeding for like three weeks and this has never happened to me before ever. And she was like, really? And I was like, yes. And I was like, I've actually been really considering getting off of birth control because of all of this. And I feel like this is just like a a spiritual push that one, she said that without knowing at all what I was going through, just literally feeling the energy circulating in my uterus. And two, my body just being like, yo, it's been almost a decade. We're fed up. Um, Can you stop pumping us with these artificial hormones, please? And so I told her that and she was like, oh my God, yeah, I would totally like lean into that and think about that. Like seriously, if you are really thinking about getting off of your birth control. And I was like, hmm, well now I am intrigued. So shortly after that, I think like maybe 
a couple weeks, maybe if that. I finished my last pack of my birth control and then that was it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to eat a lot of good foods and really just nurture and take care of my body as I wean off of these hormones. And yeah, then that is how I stopped taking my birth control. And so when I decided to stop taking my birth control, I was like really excited, but also scared at the same time. I knew that possibly all my symptoms would come back from ripping the band-aid off of a gunshot wound because that's really what birth control is, especially a lot of people who experience the same things I did, which is like the reason why a lot of people go on birth control is because it helps control, you know, acne, um, cramps, all these other like really debilitating symptoms of having a menstrual cycle. Um, It's really just putting a a band-aid on a gunshot wound. It's not a cure it's just a solution. And so when you stop taking it, you never really know how your body is going to respond because also it's been almost a decade. My body has also matured a lot since I was an adolescent and now I am an adult. So I was, you know, pretty scared for what was to come, which I know a lot of people experience. But yeah, now I've been off of hormonal birth control for about eight months and I've never felt better my um, cramps have not been the same, like debilitating. They've been pretty normal and very tolerable, I'd say. My period length has been very normal, which I'm so fucking happy about. Um, it's no longer super heavy in the last nine days. Thank, thank God. Um, and my acne did start to come back, but... I am doing a really good job taking care of my skin. I also just in general take care of my skin a lot better than I did when I was like 13. Um, And so that has just been like something that I am healing um, on its own. But yeah, and it's been great. And from coming off hormonal birth control, I've really found a new relationship with my body and my cycle because now that I have my cycle back, I've started paying more attention to how I feel in each phase of my cycle and truly living in alignment with it. And so with that, let's get into some biology. You know, here's our little biology class of the episode real quick. So what makes up your hormone cycle? So I'm going to go into both the male and female hormone cycle. So for those who weren't born with a uterus, operate on a 24-hour hormone cycle. So If you've ever thought, OMG, how can my boyfriend just pass out right away at the end of the day? Or how is he so awake and ready to go each day? That's largely due to their hormone cycle. So their testosterone levels peak in the morning, giving them more energy, confidence, sex drive, and alertness. And actually studies show that because of the hormone cycle of cis men, exercising in the morning is the best time for your energy and performance levels. So If you are a cis man listening to this, there you go. Work out in the morning. Also, working on solo work is the best in the morning because although you may feel more energetic and confident, you might also feel more compulsive, temperamental, and aggressive um, than at any other part of the day. Then we get into the afternoon from 12 to 6 p.m. And that is the best time for teamwork because your testosterone levels 
here are leveling out, making you a little bit more pleasant, mellow, driven, focused. And then lastly, relaxation time is the best in the evening from like six to bedtime because you're a little more passive and agreeable. You know, your testosterone is at, you know, its lowest part of the day. Also, your libido um, does hit its lowest point at this time as well. So you might not be as sexually driven as you were at the beginning of the day. Does this structure sound familiar? Like, have you ever thought about the concept of the nine to five work week? It is because it is built with the cis male hormone cycle in mind because that is how they best perform. If you look at it on a historical level, you know, back in the day, the women typically stayed home and the men went to work. So therefore, the work week was structured around the energy and hormone levels of men. There's a fun fact for you. If you didn't know that, now you know. So now let's discuss the hormone cycle of people born with a uterus. We run on approximately a 28-day cycle that'll vary a little bit for each person, but it's approximately a 28-day cycle. And there are different phases of our cycle that creates all kinds of hormones and feelings, which is why it's so important for us to become more aware of this so we can really take control and live more intentionally around our cycle and work with it and not against it. This is all about finding balance and flow and really tuning more into your body. So there are two phases in our cycle, the follicular phase and the luteal phase. The follicular phase, I'm going to have a tongue twister saying that so many times, so (laughs) excuse me if I'm like stumbling on my words. Um, But this phase is about 14 days long and it starts with the first day of our period, which generally speaking will last anywhere from three to seven days for people, our periods. So it overlaps with our menstruation. During menstruation, all hormone levels are pretty low slash like at the same level Um, And your energy, focus, and productivity levels are going to be the lowest in this part of your cycle. So what does this mean during menstruation? Cut yourself some slack. Don't overbook yourself with events and dinners and meetings because you're going to want to be in hibernation mode a little bit. This is a time to let your body rest. Try not to push yourself past your limits. You know, during my period, I try not to go to the gym at least the first two days um, because those are my most intense days of my period and I try not to have too many social outings planned, you know. Um, I really try not to have like any trips booked If I do have social outings planned, I really just hope that they're going to fall in the last few days of my period. Um, And I really just, you know, give myself the space and energy to rest. And also, I could be a little cranky around this time as well. So it's just like for the betterment of everyone around me to just not be around me. I I just prefer to be alone. That's me. That is how I have become in tune with my body during this time is recognizing these things and knowing what I like and don't like when I'm in this period. 
on my period. <laughs> then the follicular phase continues for a few more days as your period stops and before ovulation begins. And this is really my favorite time in my cycle. So during this phase, your estrogen levels are rising and that is giving you tons of energy to get work done, learn new things, and really be creative. And some women have even observed memory improvement and more ease in performing complex tasks during this phase in the cycle. So for me, I try to plan a lot of creative tasks around this time in my cycle because I know I'm going to have the energy and mindset to execute on all that I want to put forward for myself. Um, so that means like really planning out to do a lot of pre-recordings for my podcast. Like right now, I'm literally at the end of my period going into this part of my follicular phase and I feel so much more energized and creative. So hello, that's why I am here pre-recording some podcast episodes. And so if you're an entrepreneur, a student or a creative, this is really an awesome time for, you know, starting new projects and start preparing for projects coming up, you know, get in that really creative energy and capitalize on this energy that you are experiencing in this part of your cycle. Then when the follicular phase ends, we get into ovulation, which is the very middle of our cycle. So this usually lasts only 24 hours, but you can experience the hormone effects for about like three to four days during your ovulation period. Both estrogen and testosterone peak in this phase. So, and then progesterone takes a dip and begins to rise slowly at the end of ovulation. And so this is baby making time. This is when your body is ready to make some magic in the womb, which is also why you might feel absolutely amazing during this phase. You might have that like ovulation glow. Your pheromones are just like coming out of your body. You are just so confident attracting all of these mates into your life like ovulation you are glowing queen you know biologically your body is doing what it wants to do to attract mates in order to make a baby like it's kind of cool to think about it like that (laughs) so the peak in testosterone will really give you an outwardly focused energy while the estrogen will make you feel super energetic and proactive so this is an awesome time to be extroverted so plan a party have a dinner with friends, plan your big work meetings around this time. You know, you're going to be so much more confident in your power and your feminine. So really plan some big stuff when you are ovulating. You were just, you'll naturally be in that energy to just dominate. I love it. And then lastly, we enter our luteal phase. So this is when the eggs that were ready to be fertilized during ovulation weren't, and therefore our bodies are in preparation mode to start menstruating again, which then the cycle will start over. So this is another self-care time. This is also the phase that most people associate with PMS symptoms. So both of your estrogen and progesterone rise during this phase. Progesterone has a very calming effect, making us slower and even a little bit more sleepy than usual. So with that being said, we might want to do some more face masks, watch a soppy rom-com, reach out um, for our favorite comfort foods. And then as for exercise, you might not feel energetic enough, you know, to hit a personal record at the gym, but don't beat yourself up for it. Your energy and endurance is just 
naturally low here. It's just quite literally your home, your hormones. Ugh, I'm like stumbling on all these big words. <laughs> so this is a really good time for some slow yoga classes. Maybe taking a walk or maybe doing a, a fun little dance class, you know? You can still incorporate those exercises, but you might not want to be doing like super, super heavy lifting. And if you are, don't go like, don't go too hard and don't be hard on yourself if you are not, you know, at your strongest or your endurance is not at its highest. Your energy levels are just simply not there and that's okay. So to live in more alignment here, use this time to do simple tasks that don't really involve a lot of brain power, like little work edits, admin work, daily tasks, etc. This is also a little bit of a hermit time. So if you feel like being alone, lean into that. It's part of the cycle. Solo time is going to feel a lot more comfortable here as well because, you know, you're starting to cocoon and your body is preparing to shed that uterine wall, aka get your period. So that was a lot of information. And this is literally what happens for most people with uteruses every 28-ish days. Like insane, right? But awesome. Now that we have this information, it's really time to start looking into it and finding that awareness in our bodies to see what we feel with each part of our cycle. So I noticed that ever since I really started diving into the cycles and educating myself on what's happening to my body at each phase, I can really go with the flow, literally, um, a lot more. And I know what to expect. I don't gaslight myself if I feel slower one week versus the next. And I can plan my life with my cycle and not against it. I really hope that this has helped or inspired you to start living more in alignment with your cycle and not be so intimidated scared and resentful of it. I feel like growing up a lot of people with uteruses are very resentful of their period. And I mean, I was for a really long time. I fucking hated my period. But now I kind of have learned to love her. I take it as a moment of rest because a lot of the times, especially now in this like girl boss hustle culture, you know, it's always like go, 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 go. And sometimes we just we just forget to rest. So especially in that luteal phase and leading up to my period and once I'm on my period as well, I really try to implement a lot more restful things, you know, instead of weightlifting, doing a little bit more yoga or like just some nice walks outside to really preserve my energy and even like booking a facial, booking a massage, you know, take those moments and when you know your period is coming and when you're on your period, really prioritize yourself in alignment with what your body is going through at that time. But yeah, and I am just so glad I was able to bring this topic onto the podcast because I also think that it is fucking bullshit that we do not learn about all the phases of our cycles in sex ed and in health class. Like, I don't know about you guys, but in my health class... We never learned. I didn't know what a fucking follicular phase or a luteal phase was literally until this past year when I started learning more about the hormones that go on and the phases of your cycle. And it's it's just mind-blowing to me. So I hope that this taught you guys a lot of new information 
and I hope it inspired you to start, you know, staying in tune with your body. Also, like I disclaimed at the very beginning, this is a lot based on my experience and my advice. It is up to you if you want to stop taking birth control or not. I am simply just sharing my experience. Obviously, I really recommend it um, to a lot of people, but I am aware that not everybody has the privilege um, to stop taking birth control. And if you are a partner and you listen to this episode, just to learn more about what is happening to your partner's body every single month, I... I have so much respect for you. So much respect. I think that's fucking awesome. And I think it is important for, you know, partners to know what is going on with their significant other's bodies um, because then also it just creates more empathy and more awareness for what is going on. You know, when your partner is in their luteal phase, and you notice that, you know, they're a little bit more sleepy and a little bit more antisocial, you can have a little bit more empathy for that and know that, oh, maybe they're going to start their period soon. And when they're super outgoing and ready to party, you're like, oh, hell yeah, they're in the follicular phase right now. They're about to ovulate. Also, maybe don't have sex or use protection when that happens if you don't want a baby. And if you do want a baby, if you're trying for a baby, then you know that when you're ovulating, the magic the magic is going to happen. Babies, babies are going to get made, hopefully. If you're trying for a baby, I hope you get that baby. All right, that is it for this episode. Before I keep rambling on this topic, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to rate the podcast five stars and follow on your favorite platform that you're listening to this on. And I will catch you in next week's episode new episodes every Tuesday. Love you. Bye guys.